a conversation with Jennifer Tabanico about changing behaviors in food safety. So uh, traditional approaches trying to get people to change behaviors have really focused on knowledge and awareness. So that is, if we can just tell people what to do and how to do it, they will change. Or if we can just get people to care enough and see the importance of this behavior, they will change. But what we know from a large body of research across health, public safety, and environmental domains is simply having knowledge and awareness is not sufficient motivation to act. And there are a wide range of barriers that stand in the way of action. And there are a wide range of motivations. And those barriers and motivations vary at the level of individual actions. So even if people care about food safety and see it as important, their reasons for not washing their hands might be very different than their reasons for not cleaning and sanitizing prep areas. And so with this approach that I discussed, really looks at what are the underlying motivations and what are the barriers, and then how can we leverage what we know about social science and human behavior to enhance the messages um, and outreach for, for our target populations. What can be done? So the model that I propose today is called community-based social marketing. Community-based social marketing is an evidence-based process that draws from the social science and emphasizes removing barriers to action. So it's a five-step process, which begins with selecting individual behaviors. We know that if we give people a laundry list of 100 things they can do for food safety, they will do nothing. People simply get overwhelmed with choices and they don't know where to start. So there's a strategic way that we go about selecting behaviors that are a good fit, that they have high impact, that there's some likelihood we can move people, and that they're applicable in an organization. And once we've identified those behaviors that are most important, we then conduct audience research to learn about what are the reasons people aren't engaging in the behavior, and what are the things that would increase the likelihood, or what, are the, what would they perceive as beneficial about engaging in the behavior. And then third step, once we have a good understanding of those barriers and benefits to individual actions, we move to the third step, which is developing strategy. And those strategies are developed to enhance motivation, to remove barriers, and those barriers can be internal to the individual, like lack of knowledge or just general apathy, or they can be external to the individual, like complex elements of the program or inadequate infrastructure. Um, we also leverage personal contact whenever possible, so one-on-one -on -one communications. That might be inspector to employee, employer to employee, um, or you know, even just peer-to-peer. -peer. And then fourth, we leverage tools from the social scientists that have been shown to be effective, things like commitments, self-perception, social norms, and prompts or reminders. Uh, we leverage those tools as appropriate to both remove barriers and enhance motivation. Can you give us an example? Community-based social marketing has been used primarily in the environmental domain. Um, and is now making its way um, and combining with more traditional social marketing into public health and safety. Um, however, I did, I know a lot of the people in the room were working with employees, an employee issue. And so uh, some years ago, I worked with a group of municipalities on a computer shutdown program. So it's focused on energy efficiency, and they were trying to get uh, employees to turn off their computers and monitors at the end of the workday. Uh, because across an entire municipality, that's a lot of computers, a lot of monitors, and, and therefore a lot of energy. 
And what we found in conducting the audience research is one of the primary reasons people were not shutting off their computers is that they were concerned that they would be um, in trouble with their information technology or IT departments. So even though this one message would be coming out, you should shut down your computers to, turn, uh, to save energy, they were concerned that they would miss important updates, that it was bad for the computer, and, um, and that they would be in trouble. Uh, we also learned that people thought that when they turned off their computer that their monitors also went off. They didn't know that that was a, a separate action. And so they needed to be reminded to turn off their computers at the end of the day. And they also had a perception that their computer was going to take a really long time to start up. So knowing those three things, it became really easy for us to develop a strategy. So the strategy began with communication from management and IT that in fact, turning off your computer does not harm the equipment and that it wasn't gonna stand in the way of their computers being updated and that it was supported in the organization. So that got over that initial barrier. Um, second, we developed a reminder card that was placed on the lower left-hand corner of their screen that they signed that said, I commit to turning off my computer and monitor at the end of the day. So that commitment serves to enhance their motivation, but also as a reminder for them at the end of the day because they are already logging off at that lower left-hand corner and they could then be reminded to turn, it, turn off their computer at the end of the day. And so we conducted observations before and after in those office areas and we found significant uh, increases in the proportion of people turning off their computer monitors at the end of the day and as well as their computers at the end of the day. So very simple example but um, kind of illustrates that once you know what your audience's needs are and um, their values that um, it becomes very easy to develop messages that resonate and work. What areas of food safety could this apply to? I would argue that pretty much every issue within food safety comes down to behavior. So while we've talked mostly about employee behaviors, kind of you know on the ground, the, the last ones that interact with that food, there are behaviors up the chain that could also be targeted. So potentially it's uh, transportation companies maintaining their equipment to ensure that food is, is kept at the right temperature during transport, um, things that happen in packaging and preparation facilities. Um, anytime there's a behavior, I think that this process is relevant. Um, however, we want to really look at what is the outcome? So what is the ultimate problem? And who is most closely associated with that problem? So if it's employees not washing their hands that is most likely to result in a particular illness, then that's where we focus. If it's an action happening more upstream in preparation or packaging, then that's where we should focus. But it's really looking at starting with the end in mind. What, where is this problem starting? and how do we prevent that and, and kind of choosing those the bigger chunks first um, but other than that it's it's applicable i think across a wide range of food safety behaviors how can this be applied one of the um, popular topics that people talked about was hand washing and so talking a bit about well what if hand washing is not the normal thing that people do how do you create messages that that you know bring other people along and so we talked about how you could take um, highlight the actions of those people who are already engaged in the right thing those people who are well known and well respected and begin to build positive social norms 
Um, so that was one of the questions that came up. Uh, a lot of questions about how to use social norms communication, so communications about what other people are doing. Uh, there were some questions about how to conduct research and the kinds of research that I think that's one area with community-based social marketing where people tend to shy away for a couple of reasons. Sometimes they're on short time or short budget. So what kinds of research can be conducted in those contexts um, where you don't have you know, big funding from CDC to con con conduct a big survey, um, but you know, what are the methods for you know, getting some good audience data to, to build your programs? For more information about community-based social marketing, visit action3630.com.